Welcome into Summer Brecky here on SEN, Thursday the 11th of January. I'm here with Jaleesa Apps. Trent Copeland is my name. We are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Good morning, everyone, on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney. Uh, we are in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the rest of the week, we've got you listening up in SENQ, 693 AM in Brizzy for Patton Heels. Good morning to everyone else across the SEN network. Pick up your phone and speak with us on the Suncorp open line, one 1170 Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That number again to call us, one 1170 If you can't listen live, catch up via the podcast. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy is what you need to search for on your favourite podcast platform. And of course, you can find all the podcasts on the SEN app. Today, we will have... Sydney Thunder's Alex Ross on the show, SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips, Mitch Abaya from Sportsbet, and we've got lots of sport news to get through. But before we get there, Jaleesa, we've had one morning. We have had a morning. And when I say we, Ooh, I mean you. It was Tell dramatic. Us. I'm very sweaty at the moment from the anxiety. <laughs> well, I pulled up outside and I went to send a message in the WhatsApp group and I was like, hey guys, I'm downstairs. Let me into the parking so I don't get another parking ticket. <laughs> um, so I, then I sat there for a bit and I thought, no one's replying to me. This rude. And then I went to call Ben and it said, this service is not available from this number. It was weird. Why would Ben disconnect his number? <laughs> no, no, it's my number who had been disconnected because I hadn't paid my bill. Now, the oh, reason I hadn't... <laughs> The reason I hadn't paid my bill is because my credit card got hacked or scammed or whatever. So they sent me a new card. I'm in the process of updating every bloody number in the world. I did get a text message the other day saying you haven't updated your bill. I thought, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'll I'll get to that. So then I'm running around North Sydney and I can see the time ticking down. And I'm like, oh my God, we're on air in like 15 minutes. Oh my God, we're on air in nine minutes. We're on air in six minutes. And I can see the time ticking down. And I was trying to connect to every dodgy Wi-Fi Anywhere I could. On the streets. On the streets. Running around on the streets. So I did manage to connect to a few Wi-Fi's, which I'm sure have just taken all my credit card details again, because they (laughs) certainly didn't give me any internet, but they were connected to my phone. So the panic. Anyway, Ooh Media came through. So there's a free plug for them. (laughs) Um, If anyone works in the North Sydney precinct, not at SEN, (laughs) and, and has... CCTV footage available and ready to clip up and send. I'd love to see from 5.30am to 6am. Oh my God, the panic. Just running around. (laughs) I still don't have, like, I'm still not connected. Nobody call me. I mean, I don't answer anyway, but don't want, no one call me because you can't. (laughs) You need to get to your workplace and, uh, connect to the Wi-Fi, get your life in order. I'm hoping I can get in the ad break. I can scam some SEN Wi-Fi. (laughs) Uh, let's get on to some sporting news. Uh, the Brisbane Heat last night, they knocked off the Scorchers up at the Gabba. They lock up top spot on that BBL ladder and seal two home finals. And we'll talk a little bit about that because the Gabba is out of action for one of those, which is going to be interesting. And we can talk about that. But the Scorchers made 168 all out from their 20 overs in reply to the Heat's 6 for 191. Michael Nisa, the hero there. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, the big news yesterday, Jaleesa, we had speculated for, it felt like three weeks, mm. about or three years even, mm. <laughs> about who was like going to open the batting for Australia. 
And the opinion coming from everywhere was starting to become a bit tiresome. Yeah. And then we get the team named and the announcement of Matt Renshaw was almost swept under the rug because it was Steve Smith to open the batting. Mm. It was Cameron Green to come in and bat at four. And just before we get into this, let's listen to the press conference yesterday. And there's some meaty stuff in here. So we'll take you through, firstly, the announcement of Steve Smith at the top of the order, Cameron Green into the 11. This is George Bailey speaking yesterday. Steve Smith will be opening the batting and Cameron Green will come into the number four position, which is fantastic. A number of factors. I think um, first and foremost, regard in which we we hold Cameron um, and I think the way the, the rest of that batting order is functioning left us feeling like that we have someone who we think is pretty talented who potentially was going to find it hard to get any test cricket in the next period 12 months or so so um you know trying to trying to work out a way and and not and you know i don't think that's going to be particularly beneficial for for greeny and i think we can get a lot of benefits out of him playing so working through some of the solutions to that and how he could potentially slot in and where that could be i mean steve steve's obviously motivated and energized and, and keen to do it there were plenty uh plenty within the team who uh were pretty keen to go on record and say that they weren't keen to do it so it was refreshing that um steve had come forward and and said he wanted it and it was something that you know we'd, we'd been chatting about in the background as a as a selection panel um with the coaches as well and with pat just around if you were going to rejig it what some of the potential options were so, Jaleesa, initial thoughts when you're hearing George Bailey, get through that. Let's isolate it to the selection and probably the words spoken about Cameron Green and wanting to get someone of that level of talent back in the team right here, right now. Let's uh, park the other issues for now, but mm. your initial thoughts there. Um, when, The way I became more convinced when I was listening to him speak, uh, because I think I am still maybe on the side a little bit of, I just think you need to work your way, your turn, work your way into the side. If there's not a spot for you, I mean, there is now that, mm. um, Steve Smith has put his hand up to move. If he hadn't though, were they going to put him at opener? I guess we'll never know, but... Was it just about getting him into the side wherever you could? Um, and I guess this is the best time to come into. He's never had a, a a better run to come into the side. So, Yeah, against the West Indies, you would imagine. There is some obviously looking to the future. There's a lot of looking to the future here. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess that's uh, – I've got a pretty strong opinion on some of the reaction that's been coming through in the last 12, 14 days. Tell uh, us. Uh, well, some of the rhetoric from ex-players media, of which, you know, I am one now, mm -hmm. sitting here right now, I'm on seven all summer talking cricket, all year round, have an opinion on social media. So I, I'm not removed from that situation. Yeah. And I'm sure I fall into this category at times. So I'm certainly not saying you, 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 and not looking in the mirror as well. Yeah. But one thing we've just got to be really careful of is... It's such an easy assumption to make that Cameron Bancroft's role in Sandpaper Gate had something to do with this because he's averaging over 50, he scored a bucket load of runs mm -hmm. and he has done for years. Let's just get our head out of the sand for a second and remember that you're calling George Bailey's character into question. If you can't see that 
selecting a national cricket team is actually difficult because there are a lot of good people that mm. could absolutely take that role and do really well with it. For everyone to jump to conclusions to say that there's player issues with him, George Bailey and the selection panel clearly have a black mark against his name. It's a slap in the face to the Sheffield Shield competition. I mean, seriously, mm. just sit back before you're willing to throw that stuff out there and go for people's heads on their character. Mm. Sit back and think Cameron Bancroft's job is to score runs and to churn them out. Mm. His manager yesterday, Ben Tippett, came out and was really backing in his player. We might actually take a listen now on what Ben Tippett told SEN last night about the whole scenario. It's a tough one, isn't it? It's sort of, obviously found out yesterday and um, he'd get a phone call, which was always, always much better to find out directly from the selectors. Um, and I guess he'd just gone through a whole range of emotions, like with any disappointment. So yesterday, really, really upset and, um, uh, you know, as you are disappointed, I guess is probably more the, the feeling. And then today, um, you know, you're a little bit more angry about it and, and all of that stuff, but um, I guess he, he's such a positive bloke with everything he's been through. Um, when I spoke to him about an hour and a half ago, he was back in the nets hitting and just trying to put it all behind him and get back to playing cricket. So um, human nature to go through all those different ranges of emotions and I'm sure it'll sort of stick with him for a while. But um, yeah, he, he's moving on. So that's a natural reaction for me and I'm totally cool with that. And, and from players camp to family... Be filthy. No issues with that because it is personal. I think he spoke uh, well, though. He spoke beautifully. I, I think that is such a fair comment. Uh, he is speaking in real terms. This is the reality of professional sport. It's brutal. At times you think you're going to get picked and you just flat out don't. And it, it's it's not personal. I want to then just before I come to you on this, let's go to what George Bailey said about Cameron Bancroft's non-inclusion because he's potentially off with teammates. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to touch on it. Categorically, no. <clears throat> and I've shared this with Cameron on a, on a number of occasions. It has never at any stage been discussed as a from the panel's perspective. Uh, it's purely a cricketing decision. There is not a member of the team that would have uh, an issue with with Cam playing. We, we certainly don't have an issue with it. Um, I, I think a lot of people tend to forget the fact that Cam's actually played test cricket since returning from the ban, it was a long time ago. Um, we've all moved well past that. I'd be disappointed if that's why, if, if people were looking to that as a, as a reason. Um, and, you know, all I can do is, is reiterate to you and, and, and to Cam um, that that's, that's not the case. Um, never has been and never will be. Now, I love that George Bailey's happy enough to do that and sit in that, embrace it and just acknowledge it. But this is just ridiculous that he's had to even say that. I've got to say that when we're talking about conjecture around selection decisions, don't just jump to conclusions and hack people down when you don't need to. I think it's a hard sell. I See, I don't necessarily think even if you've left him out because of, say, tensions with teammates or whatever, I don't think that calls into anyone's character. I think maybe that's just the reality, if, if that were the case. Now, George has said that's not the case, but if that were the case, I could understand it. Yeah, okay, there's all these weird tensions there from that time and um, it's just not the right fit now. I don't necessarily, I don't think that's a bad decision. Um, I find it's a pretty hard sell to tell people that Matt Renshaw is a better choice. 
it's not a hard sell to put um, Steve Smith at the top and get Cameron Green in there because, you know, there's all these raps on Cameron Green. There's people see a lot of in him as not just a uh, batter but an all-rounder um, and you do want to foster that talent coming in. I don't think that's a hard sell. I think it's a hard sell to s- why was Renshaw the better choice? So if you look at the last 18 months of first-class numbers around the world, their numbers are actually incredibly similar. But the one big difference that I see is that Matt Renshaw has batted in the middle order a lot. And as the mm-hmm. spare batter on tour, being able to replace anyone in the batting order, no matter the position, mm-hmm. would absolutely be in play here. Marcus Harris, Cameron Bancroft can bat at the top. I'm sure Cameron Bancroft's batted in the middle order in white ball cricket, yeah. and I'm sure he probably could. Mm. But the reality is that Matt Renshaw has batted anywhere from one to probably five in the order for Queensland in recent Sheffield Shield matches. Mm. So I've just got no doubt that that's come into play as far as this. It it may, had it been a genuine decision on who is opening tomorrow, for example, for Australia, it's not Steve Smith. Who is it? I think we might've seen Cameron Bancroft in the team. There's a genuine I think there question was just there. this massive desire to get Cameron Green in the team, and I think he was in the Absolutely. team no matter what. So I think he would have been opening. Okay. But, yeah, I get – I maybe, yeah, I, I mean, I, I take your point. I think just for the general public, it is it is a bit of a hard sell when you do see I, – I don't think it diminishes the I, – I don't agree with the uh, Sheffield Shield that it diminishes the importance of that, that kind of mm. rhetoric. I, I don't really agree with that because I do think there's – all kinds of circumstances that go into selection that uh, are outside the Sheffield Shield. Yeah. Um, so I think to come to say like if you're just scoring in Sheffield Shield, but yeah, I just I, I do feel like it is a hard sell to say Cameron Brancroft is not as good as Matt Renshaw, or if not better. Yeah, we've, got, we've had a text come in here now. Uh, Edgewater Homes text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The Suncorp open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What did you make of George Bailey's comments yesterday? Did Australia pick the right team? We'll talk about the ODI squad at some point this morning as well. But the text from Bondi Jack this morning, JA and TC, add Renshaw's two first class games mid year in brackets one forty one twelve and 78 Aussie versus New Zealand to his 484 runs this summer. He has 814 first-class runs at 54.3, far more than Bancroft at the same average. Last summer, 22-23, years 22-23. Matty made 492 first-class runs at 70.3, far more prolific than Bancroft. Perceptions, Bondi Jack. So, look, I would say... If you're looking purely at Sheffield Shield numbers for the last three years, I think Bancroft probably has a better resume. But Renshaw has been doing it across all formats in the UK, Mm -hmm. just like Bancroft has. So Mm -hmm. there's lots to divulge, lots to talk about, lots lots of conjecture on whether this was right or wrong. Interesting in there he said that it wasn't um, the whole like whether there's any hangover from the team wasn't even ever brought up. Yeah. I find that interesting. I would think even if you want to go with him, surely that's a point that you'd explore in the selection table. You go, hey, is there anyone, like, is there anyone know of any issues that anyone, no, there's not? Okay, great. I find it interesting that you wouldn't even discuss it. Well, I think that because he's played since then, 
And it, all these guys yeah, play the against each other. In came out, uh, I think every, I think that's the interview that everyone's thinking is maybe, yeah, you know, that that came out after that. So yeah, he's played since then. But then there was all that drama around the interview and whether he was he blaming the bowlers that kind of, and yep. apparently that was you know taken out of context or whatever or didn't come across the way in print, which you could believe, you know, yep. when, when you say things and when they come across in print, it. it the journal, it might've written exactly what was said, but when it comes across on print, it looks a little different. So I think it would be odd to me. It It is odd to me that that didn't come up even as a, just a discussion point, even if there's check nothing off. there, just to, just to check a box. I, I find that very strange. Yeah, that's fair. Summer breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. For those of you north of the border, a reminder that Maccas are proud sponsors of Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport across Queensland. You can text us right now and have your say on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. That text number again, 0457 736 736. If you'd like to talk to us, you can pick up the phone and have your say on the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170. And there's been plenty of opinion coming in already. Jaleesa, you've had some good opinion. You've also had a morning. Oh, yeah, didn't I ever. I'm currently um, multitasking at the moment. I'm on a chat with Telstra to get my phone reconnected. Um, so <laughs> don't yeah. ever say I don't do anything for you. I shared the Wi-Fi you password. Did share the Wi-Fi well password. Well done. You are yeah. officially online. Would have been really helpful when I was running around downstairs <laughs> outside North Sydney. I should have just tried to get you to share the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> no one knew where I was. I did think. Is anyone watching this CCTV in like of our building and seeing like me in distress and just going, lol, <laughs> I'm not going to help her. Let's leave her out there. Yeah. yeah. Your, your ability to think about post six o'clock, if we were already on air oh. thinking your solution at that point was actually just to loiter I, I ju- I just, and wait for James no, to come No, yeah, downstairs. I just thought, you know what, um, you know, when you're lost, they say, if you get lost, just stay put. I was going to get, <laughs> I was going to stay put outside the door and thought, okay, well, James you know, tech James will come out, he'll, he'll be getting a coffee and he'll see me and he'll save the day. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he did the save the day cause he eventually left me back in the parking cause I parked illegally. Oh dear. You know, it's We're all going there. on. We're back there. Uh, we have had some texts coming in this morning. Uh, this one from OJ. I agree with you, Jaleesa. Bancroft should have at least been in the squad ahead of Renshaw, even if he wasn't going to be in the eleven. I guess that's that's the other question is if if on merit he was the next best player, would you pick him in the squad? And if something happened to a middle order player and you didn't think Bancroft could fill that role, you have the conversation at that point and replace with someone else. That's the only other thing that I think could have been done. But yeah. anyway, interesting point. Morning, TJ. Have to take Bailey at his word, move on. Just yeah. hope that they have it right with Smith. Cheers, yeah. the big G. Yeah, and that's fair enough. I'd take Bailey, I'd take George Bailey at his word. I find it um, bizarre that they didn't have the conversation to say, is there any tension amongst the team? But um, they didn't. They obviously didn't feel they needed to. And a highlight of every morning here on SEN, we did mention that Suncorp open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 You know where this is going. It's Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Trent and Jaleesa. Jaleesa, I was just listening to you when you first got on the on the phone early in the morning, and then you got frustrated about 
He hasn't even got his phone on. I'm trying to park the car. I don't want to get a phone. That put a smile on my face. But I just <laughs> want to ring up and say, say that, uh, you know, onwards and upwards, and I just want to get you closer to the phone. I want to give you a big hug, mate, and uh, things will be better going forward. That's oh, all I to say Gary, I'd love a big hug, and, and your impersonation of me is uncanny. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were playing the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Have a great day, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Gary. Bye. <laughs> We've got uh, another couple of texts floating in here every day. It's it, I'm never cease to be amazed with Gary. He's taking Parramatta off the canvas, getting them going, and now he's giving Gary. you a hug. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, morning. Unfortunately, some people, media included, need something to be outraged over. So this would still be happening if Bancroft was selected. Just the opposite. That's an interesting perspective as well. Yeah. Time now for a break. Thanks, Nathan. We're here for Bing Lee. Better living every day and we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. I'll tell you what, it's all happening in the studio here right now. There's some frustration coming through the mic. I can tell today is just not my day. You know when you wake up and you're like, the universe is not... (laughs) And I like to embrace, as I mentioned the other day, the burnt toast theory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Something, something is going wrong so that something can go right. It's between me and God. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, while you're contemplating that, if you're only just waking up, here are the headlines that we've been discussing. The Brisbane Heat have locked in top spot on the BBL ladder after a win over the Perth Scorchers last night. We've had plenty of discussion following confirmation yesterday that Steve Smith will replace David Warner at the top of the order. And plenty of you have had your say on the selection of Matt Renshaw over Cameron Bancroft in the Australian squad. I'm sure there's some Queensland listeners quite happy about that. Some WA folk not so pleased about it. You can continue to have your say. The Edgewater Homes text line is 0457 736 736 or pick up the phone and talk to us. We'd love that. Uh, Tell Jaleesa exactly what you think about this morning. Uh, Like Garrity, give her a hug. 1300 one 1170 is the Suncorp open line. This sports update was all thanks to Height for Hire, safely taking you to new heights. Looking for height? Hire it right. Visit hireforheight.com.au. Just a few of the other headlines around uh, yesterday, the NRL stuff uh, came up, Jaleesa, mm. and it involves the club you support. Mm. The Panthers have granted Zach Hosting, Hosking pardon me, an immediate release from the club to take up a three-year deal with the Raiders. The 26-year-old had a breakout season last year, making 21 appearances and scoring three tries. From an NRL super coach point of view, he was unreal mm. when he got a gig with the Panthers. So uh, what do you make of that as a signing and the fact that it's happened immediately for the Panthers as well? Well, interesting for the Panthers, like if you look at their team from the first time that they won that premiership to now, you underestimate how much that side has actually changed and they just can't hold on to everyone, but they still keep bringing these young blokes through. Great for the Raiders. The Raiders concerns for me are still their backs. I feel like are a a little bit... uh, Fullback, I, I mean, I thought Sebastian Chris was really good there uh, last year, considering I think his best position is centre. Yeah. And I'm very worried about the halves, who's going to be with Jamal Fogarty. Um, Zach Hosking's great. 
I have other concerns. Yep, fair call. Tell us what you think if you're a Raiders fan. Uh, is Zach Hosking the answer to those problems from last year? Retired NRL star Tavita Pangai Jr. has been spotted at Brisbane Broncos training, fueling speculation he could be eyeing a return to rugby league. Is there a breakthrough? Hang on. Uh, mid mid yeah, story, we have breaking news in studio. Are you back online? Uh, mate, so <laughs> <laughs> to get through to Telstra... To log into my Telstra account to pay my bill, I have to get a text sent to my phone, which is disconnected. It is disconnected. You'd think that they had maybe thought this scenario through. Oh, for the love of God. Anyway. Here I am over here talking NRL and in my periphery, I've got Jaleesa losing her mind. So not only now do I need to find free Wi-Fi, I've got to find a landline. I've got to talk to someone. You could probably use one of our phones to get it done. Uh, yeah, but I'm on, I'm on air, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm aware. I, I'm aware. We're dealing with multiple issues You're here. You're carrying the show already. No, no, I no. can't just leave you. Hey, uh, well, you can. You almost did this morning <laughs> when you couldn't get in the building. Uh, <laughs> to be the Pangai Jr., speculation about whether he could return to rugby league. In August, he walked out on his $750,000 a season contract with the Bulldogs to pursue that boxing career. Brisbane's Courier Mail reporting that Pangai Jr. refused to be interviewed, but insisted he was simply there with family and friends to introduce them to Broncos players. What do we think? Are we sniffing a return? Uh, I've always thought he might return. Mm. Like I didn't think that that was case closed. It but seems strange. I have no time. actual knowledge on this. I'm just going with oh, the vibe. Personal vibes, yeah. But just the vibe. I just, I always thought he would would come back. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a, one of those ones where the origin scenario last year and the potential, you know, dip and fall off and that not being a success yeah. for a guy that I think a lot of people viewed him as hit and miss. He was always at risk of suspension, but at his best, he was electric. Yeah. And then it, the common viewpoint then became a failure. Mm. Um, from, I guess, others outside the Bulldogs camp. Yeah. And whether that was a part of it or not, it's it's such a tough industry, professional sport, and particularly mm. rugby league when you're in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, and Brisbane, as he has been before. So anyway, good to see him around, and, and hopefully the boxing is going well. We have another caller coming through on the Suncorp open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 It's Mike from up in Brizzy, and you're wanting to talk about the Aussie cricket team, are you, mate? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, got morning. my head in my hands a bit this morning with the um, selections. Um, so just a couple of points, and I'll welcome your view on them. I think uh, on big letters on the whiteboard when the selectors sat down is find a way of getting Cam Green into the team. Um, so that's, that's one point. Second point is um, if I was Cam Bancroft and I got the phone call from George Bailey and he explained to me that um, a person who's probably the best middle-order batsman in the world is um, going to be the opener, uh, I would have said to myself, mm, okay, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, why not leave him where he is? But coming back to my first point, Cam Green somehow, some way has to be in the team. So, uh, yeah, just a couple of points there. So welcome your your views on them. Mike, uh, interesting point you make. Uh, do you think 
if you are Cameron Bancroft in that moment and you say, oh, I probably would have thought, yeah, stay stay where he is and things like that. Do you, do you think at any point this feels personal from your point of view? Because George Bailey's clearly said that it's not. But from your point of view, I'm interested in that part. Um, personal, when I say personal, I'm referencing you know, the yeah. sandpaper gate and the questions around yeah, yeah. tension within yeah. the environment. Um, it, it, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a tough one. I don't know George Bailey. You know him better than I do, so I'll, I'll be swayed by your judgment. It just, if you were the person, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, I can't answer that. That's fine, Mike. No, I'm always just interested in probing a little further. I appreciate the call, and, and you're absolutely right. It, it was a tough call, and, and the realities of professional sport are exactly that. And, and my opinion, knowing George Bailey, is that this would be nothing other than what he said yesterday in the press conference. A cricket decision, and purely we wanted Cameron Green in the team. Steve Smith, an elite test cricketer, moves to the top of the order. We think it's best for the long-term situation of this team. And that's the harsh realities. It's not to say Cameron Bancroft couldn't be successful. Probably would be very successful if given the chance. And maybe he will get that chance when Usman Khawaja uh, and a few others that are, I guess, near the end of their careers than the start uh, finally do move on. Thanks for the call this morning, Mike. Uh, we are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Jaleesa, there's been lots going on this morning mm. in your personal life. Mm. Uh, but also, you yesterday were out and about doing stories at the SCG. Mm. The David Warner scenario, we've been talking about selection. Mm. There's been a lot of text flying in, which we'll get to in a moment. But I want to talk to you about your experience at the SCG yesterday. And, well, uh, there was a press conference with Steve O'Keefe. But mm. talk to me about the David Warner scenario for this Friday night. Yeah, so the Sydney Smashers this Friday night. So the Thunder and the Sixers playing at the SCG. Always an awesome game. Um, and Steve O'Keefe's last game, if you want, uh, likely last game at um, the SCG, if you want to go farewell him. Um, but David Warner has his brother's wedding on Friday. The ceremony, I believe, is at three o'clock. He is obviously contracted to the Thunder. Yeah. They can't make the finals. Davey is catching a helicopter. Initially, they were looking at Alliance. It is going, the plan at the moment is for him to land at the SCG. Unfortunately, fans won't be inside. This is purely just to get him there. It's not a, you know spectacular visual thing is just to get him there from this wedding. So the wedding is a hunt in the Hunter Valley. He's got to get the Cessnock airport about 45 minutes away. He's got to get on a chopper. The chopper's going to land in the SCG and it has to land before the gates open five o'clock for safety reasons. It is a tight turnaround, first of all. So I think there are other options also being explored of maybe landing, uh, maybe further West and then driving in if he's running late. I don't know. Anyway, um, people have been absolutely giving it to David Warner about this though. And it, I guess it's this thing of like, people don't, oh, you know, it's the special treatment feeling of like, yeah. well, he's getting a chopper from his brother's wedding and he's going to land in the SCG. So it's all very, you know, spectacular and dramatic and people can, can we just get a grip? Like David Warner is got nothing to prove to anybody. He's just retired as one of the best openers the, his team, the Thunder, cannot make the finals. 
it is the Big Bash. It's not the greatest game of his career. As much as I love the Big Bash, yeah. it isn't the greatest game of his career. He's leaving his brother's wedding. He's getting a chopper, leaving one of the most important days in his family's lives to fulfill his contractual obligations, where I have absolutely no doubt that if he turned around and said to the Sydney Thunder, hey, it's my brother's wedding, I'm not coming, they'd go, okay, David, no worries. Well, I mean, we're not thrilled about it, but you're David Warner. So we'll, <laughs> you know, like, I just think, wow, I cannot believe the backlash that this has got. Let me just sit back and say, Jaleesa, off the long run. Round of applause, well done. Filthy. Take your... Yeah, animosity on Telstra this morning out on the rest of us. Yeah, and do you know mm. what? To be clear to Telstra, it's not your fault you cut off my phone. It's a me problem. Mm. So, you know, but but I'm sitting here frustrated. Life scenario frustration, yeah. Life scenario. Uh, I actually really love the point. And, I mean, I don't have the opportunity of – I mean, all of us have the opportunity if you can pay for a chartered helicopter. But the access to be flying onto the SCG, things like that, I think is what incites the rage <laughs> of people. But you're absolutely right, leaving a significant moment in the family's lives um, to come and play a game of cricket. And it's going to be an amazing game of cricket, n- no doubt about that. Uh, we'll all be on, I'll be there uh, commentating for SEN, and we'll all be on Davey Wanna Watch. <laughs> so, Dunny said it's Steve's, it's the second wedding. So? Mm. Not important. Uh, what? It's still a wedding and it's still Oh, is he saying the second wedding in his family or second wedding? Oh, uh, sorry. I've read that wrong. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Let's get to a few more texts. Uh, Rooster oh. Man has come in. If something happened to it, this is a really good point, And I guess counter a bit of a touche to my earlier point with Bancroft v. Renshaw. If something happened to a middle order batsman, and I was saying that might be the reason that Renshaw was picked, Bancroft was in the squad. It's... Simple. Smith moves back down the order. So you guys are doing a great job. But an interesting point that Rooster Man makes that if if Bancroft is legitimately the next cab off the rank, as they say, he can play. And if anything happened to, say, Mitch Marsh, Steve Smith can just move back down to number four or five. What mm. do you think? Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. I mean, I just can't understand why Bancroft wasn't in there I, I, you know, I, I think I've made that sort of yep. you clear, but yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. He could have just moved back down. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. And, and even Cameron Green could easily bat instead of at number four, he could bat at six, mm. uh, if anything happened a little further down. Uh, Matt says, I think Gary's in love. That's All right. probably a fair call. Um, Oi Jelly. We love Gary. Yeah, no doubt. Oi Jelly. I think we SEN listeners may need to get a GoFundMe started. For you, for all your parking and phone problems. That's nice. Do you want to start that up? That'd be great. You've been multitasking all morning. Yeah, I've been multitasking with Telstra all morning. So that'd be amazing. Actually, I wouldn't even want the money. I just want someone to take over my life. (laughs) You need a PA. I just need a PA. If someone just wants to, uh, yeah. The GoFundMe can be the salary. If someone just wants to make sure my credit card never gets hacked again, that would be amazing. What a nightmare. Have we all had that happen? I've had it twice. I've had accounts online hacked, not a credit card. Yeah, really? As in not um, bank accounts online, as in emails, social media, stuff like that, not bank accounts. Oh, really? Okay. I think that would be worse. Well, it's just annoying. And and the amount of passwords that you then got to change, it's just, it's a real inconvenience. But you know what I'm worried about is, have you seen the songs out there developed by AI 
in the voice of artists. I, like, I I'm just really... saw a story up there on the Today Show yeah. saying that they're imitating everyday people now. Yeah, so once they get your accounts, you, and this is the thing with social media, right? Yeah. You, you're posting videos and photos online. They can then use that as well as your voice for people in the public like us that are talking yeah. every day. Uh, the thing that worries me is, you know, think about Joe Biden. If this happens with Joe Biden and it's a public address about a significant conflict and, and AI has impersonated to the point where people believe it and mm. action is then taken. Yeah. Anyway, we're tackling all the big issues here. Yes. Phones, uh, AI, it's all happening. Time for a break. Summer breakfast here on SEN. It's Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland with you this morning on Thursday, the 11th of January. And on this day, Jaleesa, you have some little tidbits here amongst the Telstra chaos. Yes. You've been doing your research as well. Yeah, I'm going to start with a cricket one. In 1938, John Bradman scores a second innings, 113 v Queensland after a ton in the first innings. God, there's some scores like that in his history. Yeah. In 1922, insulin is used for the first time to treat diabetes. That's cool. Cody Simpson's birthday today, 27. In 2007, J.K. Rowling, Rowling or Rowling, I don't know how, I think it's Rowling. Nike, Nike. Nike, mm, yeah. I've heard, it, I've heard it a couple of different ways, but yeah. Finished writing the seventh and last Harry Potter novel. Were you a Harry Potter fan? I loved the books as a kid. Yeah, so I'm not a book guy. Okay. So like, very aware of it, watched the movies, and I think I'll end up watching them more intently with my kids mm. um, now, but... Are the movie, what are the movies like? Cause I can't, I was more the book, so I, I haven't actually seen the movies. From, uh, from my wife and others that I've heard that have read the book and watched the movies, a good reflection. Obviously they're legendary movies. Okay. So anyway, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. 2007. It feels like yesterday. Anyway. I th- yeah. I mean. <laughs> With the 7am news coming up, 6am in Brisbane, plenty more to come on today's show. Brett Phillips will be chatting tennis. We have Alex Ross from the Sydney Thunder on. And we'll hear more from George Bailey. Stay with us.